0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. For the next few episodes, uh, Lord willing, the next three, I think, we will be camping out in Colossians 2, verse 15. And the reason I'm doing that is because There's a lot here in this verse, and it's a lot on a topic that maybe we don't have great theology around. So, let me read the verse to you, and then I'll explain where we're going over the next few episodes and what specifically we'll be tackling today. So, this is Colossians 2 verse 15. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Okay, so let me just give you a moment of honesty. When I first read this verse, I thought, nice, easy verse, easy meaning, cool topic, sounds like Satan and demons, you know, this will be a breeze, right? And then I studied it a little bit more, and it went from one episode to two episodes To probably three episodes, okay, because there are a lot of questions around this verse and really what's going on. I thought it was simple, read some commentaries, nobody else thinks it's simple, so I guess I'm just the simple one here. Uh, But it is fascinating, which is why I do want to spend a couple episodes in this verse alone. Now, here is why I think this is important for us. When we read about rulers and authorities in the Bible or spiritual enemies of God and his people, I just wonder if we have a good, healthy view of what that means or not. You know, maybe more specifically, when we think of Satan and demons, I wonder if our theology is held together primarily around random teaching we've heard and movies we've watched, or if it's primarily constrained by what the Bible says. My hunch is that it's not always dictated by the Bible, which is leading me to take three episodes to slow down to talk about what these rulers are, how the gospel actually speaks to this issue, and then finally, what our posture should be when we think of Satan and demons. So that's my plan. We'll look at who the rulers are, how the gospel speaks to it, and what our posture should be. That'll be the next three episodes. So for today, let's begin simply by putting this verse in its context and then asking in light of that, what does Paul mean by rulers and authorities? So first, we need to remember the context so as not to get confused, which I'll be honest again, I did not do right away. I read it and I thought, oh yeah, these spiritual beings have authority in the world and God defeats them. Now that's true, But there's so much more going on here, okay? So, think back. What have we been talking about the last handful of verses in Colossians 2? It's really all been about how Christ has died and rose again so that you can be forgiven of your sins, justified before God, all of which happens through the power of the cross of Jesus. That's what we've been looking at. Verses 13 and 14 specifically just mentioned his work against our sins on the cross. Which means what God was doing for our sin on the cross of Jesus is the main idea that we're still talking about. Okay, so don't lose that over these next few episodes. We're still talking about what Christ has done on the cross for us. With that in mind then, let's get into verse 15 and ask, What are the rulers and authorities we are speaking about here? Okay, so he says in the verse, he disarmed rulers and authorities. Now, I take he to still be referring to God the Father, because he has been the main subject of action throughout this whole passage, really. God the Father has been doing things for us. We've been receiving it through the work of God the Son, who is Christ. So, I think that is what's continuing here. God disarmed rulers and authorities. So, we still get to our question then. Well, who are these rulers and authorities that God disarmed? Well, this is actually the third explicit time we see that phrase in Colossians. Most notably, in Colossians 1.16, it says, "...for by Christ all things were created, in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. And what we said there was that these rulers and authorities are somewhat twofold. First, and I think most directly, these are spiritual forces or beings against God and his people. This would be what we refer to as Satan and his demons. These are angelic beings of evil. So, if you think of the cosmic spiritual reality throughout all of history as a story, God would be the protagonist, the main actor, and these demons, these spiritual beings, would be the antagonist, which is like the characters of conflict in a movie. So, if you think of a Marvel movie, God is the superhero, the demons are the villains. Okay, not an amazing analogy for many reasons. Don't take that too far, but you get the point. But, second, I also think included in the idea of rulers and authority are the power structures and the people of the world under the influence of evil and are against God. Okay, does that make sense? It's also not only spiritual beings, but who those spiritual beings are influencing in the world. And the reason I say that is because in Revelation, It often refers to worldly governments and leaders and these kind of antichrist religions, false religions, as servants of these spiritual forces. Now, this is all a bit disputed. There's a few different views on this, but many consider in Revelation that the beast is groups of people or nations or governments that operate against the work of God. So in Revelation 17 and 18, it talks about the great Babylon, which was a nation against God's people in the Old Testament. And here in Revelation, I think it refers to the great nations in all of time that are hostile to God or godliness. So this would not be spiritual beings in the same sense, but it's the ones who the spiritual beings are influencing. They're agents of evil and under the leadership of these demons. And that's what I think Paul has in mind here. All opponents of God, both worldly and tangible, as well as spiritual. That could be actual demons, which are evil, unclean spiritual beings. It could be their influence in worldly structures and governments and leaders. It could be false religions that are gaining influence against the way of God and the gospel of Jesus. These are all what I think Paul might have in mind within rulers and authorities. So here's how we should end. We'll tackle what Paul is saying about these rulers and authorities in the next episode, but let me end with one final thought. In Colossians 1:16 that I read earlier, it says that all of these things are not on equal footing with Christ, but they were created from him. Did you catch that? So Paul has already placed all these rulers and authorities lower than Christ. In fact, in Colossians 2:10, it says that Christ is the head of all rule and authority, saying nothing has more power than Christ. He is the head of all things. So here's my quick encouragement to you. Do not fear that which has less power than Christ. Do not fear that which has less power than Christ. We can so quickly get anxious about false religions gaining traction or demonic activity or secular culture and governments. We can kind of freak out about it a little bit. But friends, none of that has more power or rule than Christ. He is above all and rules all. All the evil is happening merely because God is allowing it. And one day, he will do away with it once and for all. But... That's for next time. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.